from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, January 26th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Egypt bars several Americans from leaving the country. We're going to hear why and how that could impact relations with the U.S. Also, an effort by Egyptian opposition activists to counter what they say is the military government's propaganda. We decided that enough is enough and uh, we have to start a campaign of truth. And later, an Australian band reaches out to Aborigines in the outback. I think it's important for, especially for Australians, to know that the center of the country has such an amazing heartbeat. BBC News with David Austin. President Goodluck Jonathan of Nigeria has challenged the Islamist militant group Boko Haram to identify themselves and clearly state their demands as a basis for dialogue. He said military intervention was not the sole means of ending the conflict. The military confrontation is required now because you must reduce it by all means. But military confrontation alone will not eliminate terror attacks. Yes, superior intelligence and providing an enabling environment for young people to have jobs. Mr Jonathan, who was speaking in an interview with the Reuters news agency, said there was no doubt that Boko Haram had links with other jihadist groups outside Nigeria. The U.S. Defense Department has taken the first big step towards reducing the army's size after a decade of war. Outlining his department's spending plans, the Defence Secretary, Leon Panetta, said the army would shrink from 570,000 to 490,000 soldiers, with heavy armoured units taking many of the cuts. Next year's Pentagon budget will be $525 billion, down from $531 billion this financial year. This from our Washington correspondent, Paul Adams. Mr Panetta said that after a decade of war and expanding defence budgets, this was a turning point, an opportunity to develop a new defence strategy which would result in a leaner but more flexible military. As expected, he announced significant reductions in manpower in both the Army and Marine Corps. The Navy and Air Force will lose older and less relevant equipment and some major procurement programmes, like the Joint Strike Fighter, will be slowed down. The military's global focus will shift with greater emphasis on the Asia-Pacific region and the withdrawal of two brigades from Europe. The former military leader of Guatemala, Efrain Rios Montt, has appeared in court for a preliminary hearing that could lead to him being charged with genocide. Mr Rios Montt was in power in the early 1980s when whole villages of indigenous Mayans were massacred as part of government efforts to defeat left-wing rebels. Mr Rios Montt denies responsibility. Here's Will Grant. Long queues of indigenous Mayans were waiting outside the Supreme Court in Guatemala City from early in the morning, anxious to see the man they hold responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands of their loved ones finally appear in court to hear the accusations against him. Inside, Efrain Rios Montt, now 85 years old, stood in the courtroom flanked by his defence team. For many, simply seeing the country's former military leader in front of a judge is a form of victory and certainly a day they must have thought would never come. The Senate in Argentina is holding a meeting to discuss the future of the Falkland Islands. The Argentine president, Cristina Fernandez, has rejected an accusation by the British Prime Minister, David Cameron, that her government has a colonialist attitude to the islands. This is the World News from the BBC. 
The Arab League is to ask the United Nations Security Council to back its plan to end the violence in Syria. On Sunday, the League called for the Syrian president, Bashar al-Assad, to step down and hand power to his deputy. The League's secretary-general, Nabil al-Arabi, said he would ask the Security Council to endorse this position at a meeting in New York on Monday. The head of South Africa's trade union movement has said corruption in the country is spreading like wildfire, damaging political life and undermining democracy. Zuelin Zima Vavi of the Kasatu Labour Alliance said splits within South Africa's governing African National Congress had created an environment...